Mel Soul of Detroit. A new dramatic series starring Mel Elric. According to Webster's Unabridged Dictionary, Podcasting it is the killing of one human being by another. According to a podcaster, it's just the beginning of a dirty, dangerous job that doesn't end until it's Sean Windsor is found. But I like it. Maybe because I don't like show killers. You answer the rocket, the truck ride my shoot, it's gone. What are you doing? That is not paid for by them. That is paid for by the people of Detroit. You have to be qualified, ML. I'm not qualified for this job. Let me tell you something. You want to go right now? Okay? You want to go right now? Hey, kids, it's your old pal, ML Elric, back with a full house. Three jokers over a pair of deuces. And I said deuces. <laughs> I don't want anybody to mishear me. But we are we are very pleased to have Mark Fellhauer back with his firm hand on the rudder and his supple calves on the floor. And I'm now stealing Sean's material because it is so good. I'm the Carlos Mencia of basement broadcast. <laughs> I thought you were going to say Menares. No, Carlos is... I love Carlos. They're afraid to let me on the Carlos and Sean podcast because they're... Sean doesn't want to get teamed up on. I lo- Carlos and I You're agree welcome anytime. Every- everything sucks. Until it doesn't, then it's great. Well, and everything's a conspiracy against you, that you're the center of the universe. <laughs> Which makes sense, because that was a great intro. And uh, when you. You, and you mentioned the podcast starring, you know, ML Elric, right? Yeah, so, 15 and, times. And nobody else. Nobody else is here. It's just Mike. It's like the Rockford Files. It's, it's just show. James. His name's in the show. That's it's fine. It's just James yeah, uh, Garner. It's not. It's not that you guys aren't being featured i mean you know it's sort of you know spinal tap and puppet show i'm happy to be pluto and your son it should be the ml elric show featuring ml elric with special guest ml elric (laughs) (laughs) all three i think i think that's great it's it's nice to have everybody back though right and by the way i am feels like we're on to something i am bummed that uh (laughs) i am bummed i missed a ride in your riviera today that would have been uh that would have been fun i've been having some phone issues though I don't know if you know, but the mothership is uh, cutting our phones and changing the way we do things. And wait, 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 yeah. wait, wait, wait! They paid for your phone. Uh, they provided uh, they provided uh, what is it, iPhone sevens? What? And, and, and provided the. Uh, oh no wonder they're losing money. Yeah, yeah. We've had those for. It's funny. Every time I had to replace it, when it would wear out, it would be the same phone. It's been a six for ten years, but uh, but yeah. that's fine. No, we've we've had company phones for what fifteen. I probably had one 18 years, so those any, days are over I don't now. I don't think anybody oh, no. does company phones anymore. That's why they're That's, phasing it out, right? Neither do they. But, no, I, I've always paid for my own phone because uh, I change employers, but I never want to change numbers. Yeah. And also because when people talk to me and they say, hey, am I just talking to you? I'm like, yeah, you just talk to me. My boss doesn't see the phone bill. They don't see who I call. They don't see who texts me. If you're talking to me, you're talking to me. And I think people appreciate that. But, you know, I took Teresa to... The place where I get my phone because there's a great crew at the Xfinity store on Woodward in Midtown. And so I, I took her in there 
and introduced her and said, what deals do you have to add her onto my plan? They said, oh, you just missed the Apple deal where we could have given you a free like high-end phone. I was like, boy, you know, when I told you to go in December, you could have got a free. Okay, well, now you can get a free Samsung phone. Well, I'm not sure I want to switch to Samsung. Right. Okay, but you can still get a free updated uh, iPhone SE. And it's like, oh, okay, well, maybe I'll think about it. And that was like two or three weeks. I said, you know, in two or three weeks, I'm going to cut off your phone. Oh, I know I'm going to get that. I'm going to take. Well, yesterday I'm trying to call and I can't get through because everybody Mine got too. cut off because yeah. you guys knew it was going to happen. I got cut off yesterday, but I did not. I missed the email. So, look, I knew it was coming, but I didn't see the email with the date. And then the, the Michigan State stuff happened. And then I lost power for four days, four and a half oh. days, whatever. Oh. And, um, yeah, just it was the hectic last couple. I gotta say of, that's a great excuse. I want to start telling people that. I my, don't my, my want phone to got cut off. That's why I didn't answer. I don't want to equate the the stuff the the Michigan State stuff to the power, but it was just a crazy couple of weeks, and um and I hadn't seen the email, so my editor emailed me yesterday morning and said, "Hey, you all set for the phone?" I'm like, "What are you talking about?" And the next thing I know, yeah, it was dead. So so if if the Michigan State shooter had lived, do you think he would have been charged with messing up your cell phone? Yeah, he might, yeah. is, is that a misdemeanor? That's, or it's not what he was. No, no, no. no. Was that not well, what was interesting. I don't like that Sean did that because nobody thought that that. that no, they allowed us to. Uh, and the guy uh, did enough stuff without putting that on no, it. No, it was interesting, though. No, they allowed us to. Power loss to the loss of lives. No, no, not at all. But they allowed us to file for an extension, but they wanted reasons. So those are the reasons I gave him. So well, say, I want to. Is, <laughs> I don't want to. <laughs> I wish. I didn't want to sound like Mike. I don't want to. Jeez. But, uh, you know. I'm very amenable to reasonable requests. There's just very few right. things that qualify as reasonable but requests. But I, I was heartened when I was told a lot of other people lost their f- service yesterday, too. So that I wasn't the only uh, idiot. Yeah, it's 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 space, very space cadet. It's very reassuring better. to know that I work with a bunch of nitwits. Yeah, space cadet. So we're jur- we're journalists. We don't do tech. We don't yeah, do you, you know. You don't deal with deadlines. You know, we don't uh, we don't look at our emails unless it's a, a source of the uh, very the very thing we're working on. That's it. We don't uh, look at your own time frame. In our own, we get a story done in our, our own phone. head. Yeah. yeah. Wow, they, they're probably Talking not. About. They're probably not proud to admit it today, but uh, this show is brought to you by Luke Nowacki of Pinnacle Wealth Strategies and David Hall of Hall Financial. We'll we'll tell you in a few minutes how they can save you a bundle of money on your phone plans. Well, not, not, well, so you have enough money to get your own phone, you bum. But the uh, the one thing I'm, I'm thinking about Luke and of the market and how crazy things are, and how everybody on their own thought, oh, Bitcoin, Bitcoin, Bitcoin. I put $10 into Bitcoin, and today that, that investment is $4.14. So, so don't, don't do it on your own. Get, get an expert. Talk, talk to Luke, and if you well, need to get some money. Well, experts will say no anyway. They say no? What? Well, most uh, fiduciaries will say no. It's not a real thing. Oh, yeah. No, no. What I'm saying is if you're looking to, to secure your financial future, call Luke. Don't put your money in Bitcoin because, oh, yeah, yeah that's, not, that's not a strategy that's going to work, even though everybody thought it would. I think it is so adorable. You bought $10 worth of cryptocurrency. Actually, I didn't. It was free. PayPal oh, hey, told me if I, if I bought Wait $10 worth of Bitcoin, <laughs> they'd give me $10. So you're saying his- so I'm actually $4.14 ahead, but yeah, it was a free yeah, $10. So, what are you complaining Wait, about? so you're saying his legs or calves are what? supple, Don't and now you're- now you're saying he's adorable. What what did I? What's happening here? No, I just think it was cute that he uh, his venture into cryptocurrency was a whopping ten dollars. Yeah. By the way, speaking of and of, not my ten dollars because I listen to people like Luke who say that's foolish. 
By the way, you, Teresa should get reimbursed moving forward for at least part of it. So you can take that money and maybe uh, yeah, no, you get invest it. If, Boy, if you submit your bill, the company will give you fifty dollars a month towards your cell phone. Which, if you're doing it right, you may end up making a couple what? bucks a month off of that. If you're on, what, what do you mean what? What's the matter? It's, it's a business shocked. machine. I know. I yeah, yeah, sure. You know what? You know they pay the people that don't aren't down there that don't have aren't in the office, right? And they have to have the phone to do their job, so they want to help with that. You could write it off as a non-refundable business expenditure too. You could do that. Who knows? And yeah, but you gotta you gotta have like twenty five thousand dollars in deductibles now to use any of those business expenses or charitable givings. That's the Trump tax reform, basically. The one that you can do is basically uh, ensure that we're all going to take the standard deduction. The one you can write off is uh, when you drive from Ann Arbor to Ferndale every week. (laughs) Uh, I think if you reach a certain yeah certain threshold. By the way, I drove from East Lansing. Well, no, I've written it off. So I, I drove from East Lansing to Fern to, today and hit some of that traffic that you're always. Why'd you go about. through Ann Arbor? Because there is something where my map program said take Silver Lake Road and you'll save 14 minutes. Oh, so I did. Because that seems way out of the way to go yeah. to Ann Arbor. Well, I mean, it wasn't Ann Arbor. It was M23 to something, so it was towards Ann Arbor. Oh, yeah, no. Did you, which so is why you, I offered to pick you up in the Riv. Oh, thank you, though. So that was very kind. This 696 was back. By the way, do you guys, have you done any investigating into this? Or, or maybe just your, let me just ask your memory. W- when's the last time, if ever, you've seen orange barrels throughout a winter? Oh, because I feel like well, I've seen construction all winter long. They've been a little behind. It's kind of a mild construction seat i mean and normally it's put it's put away right normally it's yeah because asphalt won't set sure yeah exactly and and concrete you can't do concrete when the ground temperatures my my buddy mitch knows all this here we are in february and 696 is two lanes in in right now so at least in parts of it yeah but see people bitch about fix the roads and people are fixing the roads like i hate the traffic it's like you can't have one without the other no for sure but psychologically you're prepared that that's what you want to have children but you don't like intimacy with a woman you have to you're prepared that for part of the calendar you're that's your life and you're going to deal with it but in the winter i don't know it seems uh yeah deflating demoralizing when i lived in chicago they they had this thing that i always thought was kind of a good idea they were redoing the road anyway right so instead of just plowing the road they sent the scraper through that actually grinded up the road to clear the (laughs) snow and so they were taking the top layer off the road at the same time they're clearing the snow and i thought in theory that's really genius except when you're not just pushing where's it go the road you're moving at such a slow pace that traffic was at a standstill and so yeah we got ahead of the construction season by taking the top layer this broke ass stretch in 94 off of the the highway but now we can't move anywhere so where does all that rubble go it just piles up somewhere they recycle it they grind it up for new uh, aggregate okay uh, uh, this message brought where, to you where, by nobody because it's <laughs> m dot very dull where did you th- where did you think it went no no no. i was just thinking if they're scraping and the snow is mixed in with it where they're well, usually they're just pushing the snow off to the side so that yeah. would mean they're pushing the aggregate off to the side right? oh yeah no they're filling up the bins on the back so not only yeah. is it slow because it's churning it up but it's also filling in the the tub on the back of whatever this device is oh so they're they're a little bit more modern over there that's nice well as i said it didn't really work as good as anybody hoped but I was up in uh, uh, the Keweenaw one year, and they they suck the snow and put it back, and then haul it way out into the woods. And I was like, "Yeah, that's that's nice. Why can't we do that?" <laughs> Why? So you lost power for four days? You said? Yeah, and my sister in law lost it for five. 
Okay. Uh, and what did you do? Did you go to a hotel or did you stay at home? I stayed at home. You did? I stayed at home. When we lost, the we, free press put you up in a hotel. We you lost for everything. It, we lost it a couple of weeks ago and uh, went to a hotel that night. Yeah. Sean's house is powered by a bicycle that his wife rides. And when she stops riding, the lights start to flicker, no, it, and Sean yells at her. What it, a miserable it got cold. four days. Maybe maybe it was th- maybe it was three nights and not part or whatever. But anyway, How it was. How cold a, did your house get? It got down into the low fifties, high forties. Oh my god! Well, at least that twenty five dollars you're going to get from DT will make you feel better. No, no, no! It's got to be five days. Are you shitting me? I think it has to be five days. Yeah, it's very difficult to collect that because I had the power out at my house. For four days, and Therese and the girls went and stayed at my mom's house. I stayed in the house because I'm stubborn. It was 30-something degrees in the house, and I was going to work, and then I'd come back, and it wasn't so bad, but I thought, wait a minute, my dogs are at 30 degrees all the time, so that's not really cool for them, except when we're all huddled up to sleep. And and I also forgot that... uh, Sophie had a fish. Well, you know what you know what the thing oh, was. Really? And we, we don't have it, to, he made it for three and a half days. You know what the thing was. The last we, twelve hours was just. Oh, poor guy. We don't want to make this a power show. We'll do that in a couple of weeks or a utility show. But I will say this: DTE, as everybody knows, you know, struggled with updates and they were getting a handle on when who was going to have power when, and they they were really kind of not confused, but they just couldn't figure it out. And um, so each morning there for a couple of mornings, you would get. Uh, you look for an update and it would tell you and then it wouldn't happen. So I'm, it was a like risk assessment in terms of, of your money. Do you want, you, you get up in the morning, do you want to go to a hotel or do I want to go buy a generator? And I think, no, no, no. They say it's probably going to be on today. So I wouldn't. And then it wouldn't happen. Well, finally I went and bought a generator because we've had a lot oh, of issues. Wow. We've had a, our next door neighbors bought a generator a few years ago because of the way their yard is and they have a pump. And if they lose power, they flood out, and that yeah. the damage of that is way more than what a cost of a generator is, yeah. right? So, an insurance doesn't cover all sure. of that. Plus, if your pool overflows, sometimes it floods their backyard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because we have a pool, and um, <laughs> and when you guys sometimes the the irrigation for the uh, for the vineyard you have sometimes when that sprays over into their backyard, it can cause some runoff. But I I was literally <clears throat> it was at six o'clock, the store was closed, and I was ringing up the generator, and then I get a call from home. Uh, saying the power just come on. Literally, oh. they just loaded the jet. Gen- Did you filled, return it? Filled it. No, I decided to keep it. We decided to keep it. And then yesterday, when the ice came back, I was like, "Oh, it was." God, I have the generator. I, I've got that generator out there. I'm not. I'm not that worried. And I got one big enough to run like the, the furnace. It's such bullshit in a major metropolitan area. People have to think about having generators. You heard them, right? Like I still it's heard generators uh, this morning. You could hear them kind of oh, yeah. out. No, no, just my- on the horizon. That sound. But yeah. how bad is that? When you're, there's a pretty busy area. Lots of people live here, and it's a public utility. Yet you have to buy something to ensure, you know, the safety and of your family well, because that, the public exactly utility won't right. fulfill their needs. I, yeah, it's I, um, ridiculous. When we converted our house to solar, we're still on the grid. So the downside is because we feed energy into back, the system yeah. during the day, and then we buy it back at night. And ideally, it's a wash, or we we bank some power. I had to generate a hookup put on my house because we are still on the grid. Yeah, the transfer and, switch. And we would get, yeah, it's some, it's like a big plug on the outside. But anyway, we lost power like four or five times a year for a while. It's been a little better the last couple of years. Same with us. But I just never bought the generator because I'm so resentful 
Mm-hmm. Why should I have to spend hundreds of dollars? And I think there's a somewhere more between five and a thousand dollars to get a serious generator. No, to get something that you can plug into the, what you're talking about, the transfer switch and run your furnace and your fridge and some other. Yeah, you, it's at least a grand. So I just feel like I should not have to spend that kind of money to provide redundancy to a system that exactly. that actually charges me ten dollars a month to f- provide them with power from my solar panels. And so I'm just too stubborn to do it, but it does it does seem that there is a way for the power company to provide maybe uh, some some redundancy and generate a little goodwill by saying we are going to subsidize generators. Like if you want to buy a generator, uh-huh. we'll provide you a low income lo- interest loan so you can buy a generator that you can pay off over five years at zero percent interest. You know they sell all this other They're shit where they'll that. they'll guarantee repairs for your furnace and your refrigerator, and you can get insurance yeah, for your they appliances. Make money on that. Yeah, but they could make money off of hey, we'll sell you generators at one oh, percent interest. Oh, by one by having at one percent. Yeah, or or they buy they buy ten thousand generators for five hundred dollars each and sell them to you for six hundred dollars or something. But they could. I think they're just kind of worried that if you start saying, "Well, there's an alternative to the power company." Well, hell, I like that. I'm I'm done. I've, I want to. I've I got cut the cord. There I've, really isn't. I've got friends no, that bought no, serious, generators. Suck serious generators like the huge generators. Genera- yeah. Those things are like twelve, fifteen grand. Yeah, they're powered by natural, natural gas, yeah. and they yeah. and they'll power your whole property, right? I mean, everything. You don't have to, you know, your AC, everything. So, uh, the people I know that have those live in more rural areas around here. I'm talking about or businesses in the city. Of <laughs> My neighbor has one, yeah. so it's it's not very rural there. No, although but you know the other it thing feels too. Like it sometimes. But here's the other part of this equation to me. And again, I'm sorry we're making this a power show, but I read uh, some quotes seem, from uh, delighted, actually. and part of our coverage from a professor at the University of Michigan who said, "Look, this the the climate circumstances are setting up that we're probably going to have more ice storms." And summers of storms have already gotten more violent, right? Tornadoes and so on and so forth. So the extremes on either end are probably going to keep coming and maybe get a little bit more exponential. So I thought, fuck it. Uh, let's get a generator. No matter what DTE does, they, they're, you know, the kind of, we, in Ann Arbor, we had a half inch of ice. It was the yeah. worst. It was the worst in any part of the southeastern Michigan. If we get that again, D, no, I don't care. Unless DTE buries everything, which that will not happen in our lifetimes, right? Um, we're gonna we're gonna have it again. So I may be cynical, but I don't see them doing anything to change the power grid. And I was really appalled on Saturday driving around, and I never lost power. Knock on wood. But uh, driving around and listening to the radio and hearing ads from DTE on this past Saturday, basically saying, "Hey, uh, be patient with us." Um, and, and be nice to your linesmen. It's like, well, nobody's mad at the line workers. I mean, those guys are busting their ass. Oh, no kidding. No, it's like a block party when they show up because you think, hey, the juice is... Th- that's why the other they, thing. Why are they spending... I don't think they were PSAs, you know, where, where a station would run because it was, you know, during the day on a Saturday. It's not when radio stations are going to run. They actually right. had an ad purchase and placed it. No, and, and DTE, which is, you know... I mean, listen, timing is everything... The news that they requested a new rate increase comes out just as oh, all the power goes down. I'm like, what? You know, maybe that's just bad luck, or maybe that's a sign that you guys should just friggin' start fixing shit instead of uh, instead of jacking up the prices on us. They won't. We have the worst power grid, and they will never fix it. Well, and as as people may recall, this show a few years ago, because I know people remember every episode. We were talking about the one rate increase where not only did they increase the rates for everybody, but they tried to make a serious cut 
to the rate they were paying to people who generate their own power and provide it to the grid. So all this talk about, oh, we want clean energy, we want this. And now they're saying they want to increase rates because, oh, fewer people are using our system and stuff like that. Like, well, they're a public entity that's also still publicly traded, right? So they have shareholders they're responsible for. And that's, that's the problem. I mean, it's all about the money. Yeah, this is about return to the shareholders. And yeah. and DTE has Which, done some great things in Detroit. Beacon Park, if you've seen it, is wonderful. And the DTE Foundation supports a lot of really good causes. I mean, they are... That's a write-off. In that regard, a, a good citizen. But that was something where That's they a hired write-off. a consultant and said, hey, uh, you know, will you take a look at our operation? The consultants came back and said, you guys really need to do some stuff for the community. Yeah. So even somebody like, had like to tell them, Like hey. providing them electricity. <laughs> well, that would have been something that, you know, I would trade Beacon Park for uh, <laughs> yeah, that Everybody that would. Everyone would. I mean, that, that fish's blood is on their hands if fish have blood i think they do they must have something well you don't get a write-off if you do your theoretically do your job but you do if you you know make a park right and you have a charitable arm i, I did see saint motel there for free so I, that, that goes a long way i'll use the write-off to uh, build a bunker and stock it with cans we got a generator now we might as well just go we might as well just keep going down that road doesn't that just trend for him i need you a see, i need a shotgun Sean Windsor become a prepper john's bunker i need a shotgun he's, he's been going that way a long time i have a brother a stepbrother in oklahoma who's got a, a bunker the size of uh our houses i mean he's yeah he does very well he lives out on a ranch we please grow a huge beard too it's just do the whole role, but uh, his so stepbrother is this Belvin's Belvin's son? biological son, yeah, and he's he's a he's a survivalist. Well, no, not <laughs> uh, I kind of did see that a, coming. A new, he's a, a survivalist. Uh, he's yeah. a he has an accounting firm and is into nursing homes and so, but he has a ranch. He lives outside Norman, Oklahoma, and he raises cattle also. But wow. he, he, his wife uh, cans and does all that sort of. But they have this bunker in this huge, beautiful home. And there's a bunker that's enormous that's stocked for you know you could live down there for a hundred years, and uh, you know it's it's quite waiting impressive. Waiting for the apocalypse, he, they did it for tornadoes. Ah, uh, well, oh, that makes, that makes, well, that more makes sense. sense. Did he also make a, a a wooden statue of Barry Switzer using a chainsaw? Is it that? No, he actually up? went to Old Miss, so he's oh. uh, although oh. although he does go to Oklahoma games, but uh, okay. his brother, my other stepbrother, um, went to Oklahoma, so he's a big Sooner guy. Okay. In any case, um, named Daryl. No, but I think oh. uh, I think we need to get bunkers <laughs> and generators, and we all just need to. Nah. Get sh- no, I refuse. So the the problem with that can thing is that I need a shotgun, though. I think it's it's only good for so long, and so as the expiration dates come up, do you have like some let's eat all our canned food? Party? Eat all our peaches. That seems pretty horrible. Eating a bunch of shit out of tins that's about to go bad. Peaches are canned peaches are the the trick to survive in zombie movies, right, or apocalyptic movies. Well, in those movies, I would be the guy in the first scene that just offs himself because I don't have the fortitude to live through a zombie apocalypse. I have no desire to deal with that. That would be kind of a drag. Although, did you ever see the movie about the um, uh, the the? It's based on a graphic novel about the um. I think it's called Warm Bodies, about the girl who falls in love with a zombie and brings him back from being a zombie to being a real person. Really? It's really, really funny. How? It's a the dark magic comedy. magic of vagina? I mean, how? I, I think it's something about when his heart gets activated, he slowly becomes a human it's again. science. And he has this wingman who's kind of a dork <laughs> that he still hangs out with who's a zombie, but he meets a nice girl and... 
It's it's. I think it's called Warm. Well, I tell you really, what. All right, this was really, a movie. Let me just. Let me what, just what year did this movie come out? Uh, within the last ten years. What? Oh yeah. I watched it with my daughter. Look, you're going to be able to come over and watch that movie in my bunker with my generator, <laughs> right? Have you soundproofed the bunker so I don't have to listen to the generator running? Well, yeah, we'll be underground. The generator will be up. It's got a, you know, it has exhaust, right? So we can't, okay. you know. Okay. I'm glad you thought about this. But the problem is if you keep it above, then people, you know, in those kind of times, generators are like gold, right? So yeah. you got to figure out a way to secure come after it. You. That's the next step. Yeah, I'm trying to figure out to where have... to secure ours because it was not cheap. Well, that's the other thing is... It was a Honda, you know, right? You're so. going to need to be armed because people are going to try and get in that bunker. And if you're a pacifist, they're going to say, well, thanks for building a shelter for us because we're taking over. No, people, yeah, they're going to want to... They're going to put you out. So especially you if you have a little fuel. Yeah, no. They're put a pillbox right by that so you can, you know, yeah. sweep the area when the horde comes. I think, I think that's a good idea. Well, I'm not advocating more weapons, but it's something to consider since you've gone the generator and bunker route. I hope you also don't have like a schnauzer because I can think other people with bunkers. In oh, but I, I just couldn't believe I, I I called uh, Ann the other day. I said I cannot believe we're getting a generator. I just never it never. Because you shouldn't to have to. Why well, she was just, she was my, glad my next she's door neighbors pedaling on that damn bike. My progressive uh, you know hippie neighbors from Amsterdam, right? They have a generator. Yeah. But they're like, yeah, but you know how those folks are. They can manipulate. Those folks? What? Uh, the Dutch. Oh. They can manipulate water and do all sorts of incredible engineering things. And we Every can, single we, Dutch person <laughs> can manipulate water. Oh, no, they're the, the best of their scientists. I know what you mean. They're yeah. good engineers. They're fabulous. It's just oh, what yeah. you said. It's like, those Dutch people, they can all I manipulate I mean, if they can water. have a grid in a country that's below sea level, what the fuck? What, what, what can we do? Which is pretty dumb that they even bother, but whatever. Yeah, I mean, you know, but they still make their shoes out of wood, so yeah. how, how do you figure that? Yeah, for, tour, for tourists. How do you reconcile that? Yeah, for for silly tourists, they make <laughs> shoes out They're of wood. They're all high, too. Yeah, do you have any more Dutch slurs here, for us? Here, come over here and buy uh, buy our shoes we made from 200 years ago. Yeah. Like, we're, we're, like we're wearing them. <laughs> we're, we're, we're great engineers while we're high and having legal sex with, with prostitutes. What a... What a fine neighborhood you live in with your winery. Nice attacking a whole nation. Percheron stallions. And How did I attack them? I'm, Amsterdam I'm those people. They manipulate uh, water in, in wondrous ways. <laughs> wow, I, we're a little far afield. But um, I, I will tell you, when I was at um, my uh, uncle's funeral. We're Teresa, falling behind, man. Come on. Teresa's uncle's. Well, this comes back to your survivalist. Now, I'm wondering if anybody Mark else. would say that even. No, our infrastructure is garbage. Yeah, I know that. Knows end of days people. But Teresa's uncle died, Barbayani, and we went to Montreal. And Teresa has a cousin who is a doctor. Great guy. Great guy. But we're at the visitation. He comes up to me and he says, yeah, you know, things are, they're, things are kind of bad. I'm. Got all, I got a year's supply of food and gold. I'm, I'm keeping gold. And I said, well, you, because you think that the, the, the monetary system is going to collapse. So I've got gold. Well, it, it, I've it got might, a year's what, worth of dehydrated What, gold, what good would gold do if we're running around uh, trying to kill each other over? Because it's, it's got inherent value. It's the one thing that no matter what. But you know, gold won't matter in that point. That point, it only has inherent value because we ascribe it. it it's not going to be something that 
like fuel or uh, or food or water. No, but you can use gold to make things. But um, I'm saying if the society collapses, though, gold won't be worth any more than the balsa wood you made your, your model airplane out of when you were a kid. You know, it's just... Uh, I'll, I'll trade you some balsa wood for gold if you got any gold. Well, it's, I'd rather have fuel or canned beans or, you know, water that's uh, potable. Uh, anyways, we, we didn't get too deep into it, but I just thought, well, this is a very interesting visitation. Give but, me to go. I want to go. <laughs> oh, that's but, a yeah. But I, 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 it's I, I know people. I've heard of people who are ready for for the reckoning. But when you find out you're related to somebody who's actually preparing for it, I mean, that's different than preparing for a natural disaster. This is somebody who thinks that you know the, the trilateral yeah. commission is finally going to pull the plug on all this, and Opus Day is going to kick in, and hey, whatever keeps them busy. It's just a hobby. Yeah. Yeah, but it's uh, interesting. It is a hobby. And like you'll be you, coming to them when they uh, when society falls. It's no different than, oh, yeah. you, than you binge-watching Shetland. It won't right? look so, Yeah, it's, except Teresa can't generate uh, enough energy from riding that bike to keep Shetland on. It sort of <laughs> flickers. So that's how it is. Did, does she wear the handmaid's, uh, what do you call that? The the Not the bobbit. What? Oh, or yeah. The, the like bonnet? A, the bonnet. The bonnet. Like the habit or whatever. <laughs> do you make her wear that while she's on the bike? Is that what's going on? Yeah, no, I... I uh, I don't make Teresa do anything. I I seek her indulgence on a regular basis just so that I can continue to live my miserable existence. She doesn't mess around. Well, if you've got somebody who, oh. in your family who's... Wait, wait what? 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 Huh? Who? Teresa's what? the boss. That's what I'm telling you. Yeah, she's in charge. No, I'm not the boss either. I mean, you guys are my boss. I, everywhere I go, somebody up. else no, is the boss. But that's okay with not me. Paying for your phone, no matter what yes. you say. It's Can like, I ask you one last quick infrastructure question? Yes, please. I mean, you're going you, to. You could just ask us. <laughs> you know, I just, I, but, but no. But you're the bosses, and I want to get permission. Let's right? just start so. telling them no, ML. I, I, well, again, I go back to the Teresa. It doesn't matter. <laughs> No, it's just like, can I tell this you something some like, r- r- no, random, so, okay, and then just go. Random Let's silliness. just get to it. Just pull the band How many times you guys on a, on a freeway system around in Metro Detroit, and you go under a bridge, and you see where a chunk of concrete is missing? You look up there, and you wonder, right? I, when is it going to fall? Yeah, or oh, who's sure. it falling on, and does it ever get reported that that causes an accident or a death? And there's yeah, probably no. You, you see stories every you, once you, in a while, but yeah, you just see all these little things in our infrastructure that probably cause all this problem. We have no idea about because they're not compiled, right? Because there's there's no ledger that somebody's keeping all this in, so you can't look that up. Well, look, we just well, had a, a major infrastructure issue, I guess, with the uh, derailment right in East Palestine, Ohio. <laughs> It might mean it's not as much as infrastructure as deregulation, but we've had trains overturned. That was deregulation, right? Yeah, it's a little bit. It's a little bit of a lot, and it's been horribly mismanaged by everybody since. But anyway, I didn't want to digress into that. I'm just saying we've seen these things happen all over the place. But nah, we don't want to fix anything. We've no. seen we've seen a highway collapse outside Minneapolis. Remember that massive highway? I was yeah. I was at the Vikings camp in Mankato or wherever it was. I can't remember the. Uh, I was doing a story on Drew Henson. It was trying. Oh, I to, thought you were the last guy cut. Last ditch effort to stay in the NFL, and that happened. And they sent me up to Minneapolis really? to do news stories on that. That was back when the Free Press used to kind of occasionally cover national stories like that. Yeah, and um, man, that was intense. That was, was Drew something. Henson a suspect? At what in blowing in up the, that in bridge? the collapse? Yeah. I don't know, but I drive every time I go to Minneapolis for work. I drive, drive over. over I drive over it. Yeah, especially if you're going to University of Minnesota, be from downtown. You but but like you the go elect, right over like it. the electrical grid, like train derailments. We don't 
worry. We're not very preemptive about a lot of no, things the th- in, this, in this country. Where we're preemptive is getting rid of. Oh my God, let's get rid of gender studies majors at university, at Florida universities, and uh, and stuff like that because that's what really. Matters. Well, we certainly can't do multiple things at once, right? I mean, we, there's got to be a singular focus on one thing for like two weeks. I want to hear Mike's we'll thoughts. At else. some point in the next for few weeks, weeks, I want to hear Mike's thoughts on. What they're trying to do the university system down there because that is it's intense. Pretty wild, that yeah. is intense. There's so, some words so not heard from Sean on this show very often. Oh. I want to hear Mike's thoughts on something. It's usually another. Well, no, usually it's all from up, but I, I really want to hear what you have to say about that and Mark too. Hey, I'm study what you want. I mean, that's that's a beautiful oh, yeah, thing about the university. The, yeah, they're making it illegal. Sean's point is, yeah, that they're not going to be able to study that. Well, so okay, man. Now we're really far afield, but yeah. um. But here's my feeling about that, and and I really see it manifest in in Michigan in a way that's really troubling. Uh, yeah, I've known the Republican Party my whole life. I grew up in a, a fairly wealthy community. We weren't wealthy, but believe me, we when when I was going to high school, the preppy handbook was held as a sacred text in much the way that people today hold the Kwame Sutra as a sacred text. Also available at you raise your colors too. Nearby. Uh, I didn't have a collar, but I, I, I would have back that. That was back when you had people wearing polo shirts under Oxfords, and the polo shirt would be pop the collar under the Oxford. And I knew a guy who bragged to a mutual friend of ours that he had a pair of socks that matched the color of all of his sweaters, and he oh had a, a oh the Argyle socks. Did you uh, ever wear? Did no, you ever just, wear uh, Jordache? No, no, but okay. um, DoorDash, yeah, DoorDash, DoorDash. But, um, but anyway, what I'm saying is, so I grew up in a Republican community, even though in 1980 I, I uh, campaigned as a 13 year old for Jimmy Carter. Let's hope he hangs on a little longer. Then I worked in New Hampshire for four and a half years, where everybody wow. is a Republican, and I've been around. At any rate, the thing about Republicans has always been local control, that we don't want the government telling us what to do. We are going to, you know, allow you to make those decisions because the the lower level decisions are best made by the people. Direct democracy, great position. It's absolutely the way things should be. But now what we see is Ann Arbor wants to charge people to take plastic bags from their grocery store, and all of a sudden, the Republicans in the state legislature say you can't do that, and they rush through some legislation. And then different places want to have different. Uh, the people want to raise the minimum wage and then Republicans in the legislature pass legislation setting the minimum wage to block them from doing it. And so you're seeing more and more Republicans no longer saying, we want you to be able to make decisions for your life in your community, passing these broad sweeping things that cover everybody. And in Florida now, which is a very Republican state, Ron DeSantis won by almost 20% for re-election, you would think that this would be a very Republican place where if you want to have a university where you teach this or that or the other thing, people would say, well, that's not my thing, but if you want to do it, that's a local decision. The market will decide whether that's an appropriate major, whether you can sustain that. And instead, no, the Republican Party is now acting like the Big Brother Party telling people what they can and can't do, which is something they've always complained about. The Democrats... They would argue that was local, though, right? That Florida is local to them because they're in control. And it's, it's states' well, rights has always sure. been a... Yeah, well, then then the UN should decide everything because the UN is local for Earth. You know, I mean, you can you can claim that big governments are local. No, but, I agree with you, but, but that, that would be what they would argue. They're, they're taking the autonomy away from... 
a local government it's because a, universities are governed. They, they are. Also, it's really something how red that state's become, by the oh, way. I mean, yeah, it was a, been a purple state for 20, you know, for a long, long time. I think for the right candidate, it would change, but Charlie Crist was not the right candidate. I, I will say I'm sure. surprised, too, that they've taken over, you know, that Disney zone. Yep. You know, and have now the board is a government-appointed board with a lot of donors, by the way. It's like, well, that doesn't seem... This doesn't seem like government letting business do what they want to do. Yeah, well, government telling businesses what to do, that's the antithesis of the Republican ethos, which is the market will decide and you run your business and we want less regulation. So I know we're way ahead on, on, on your topic there, but yeah, I mean, to me, this is... I don't really care what you teach. If kids want to take it, they'll take it. If they don't, they won't. I but you teach, know why they're doing if we it, don't right? Get, if we don't get a minimum of 10 kids in my class, we don't offer the class. Well, they feel so like universities are, problem are solved, bastions right? of left-wing thinking, and they want right-wing a, a, thinking a lot in there. Of, a lot of people feel that way. Right, right. And, well, a lot of Republicans. And they they want um, right-wing thinking in there, and, that, and that's fine. I mean, that's understandable from their point of view. That's... Fine, and I think they're doing it in part because they they understand the demographics of this country and young people and how they vote, and they don't their their message isn't reaching reaching enough young people, so they're going to have to change how young people become a little bit older people. You know what I mean? That that's really what this is about. Well, to me, you don't you don't uh, win hearts and minds by blocking those hearts and minds them. off from a particular philosophy. Because the other thing is, people are going to find. I, I remember when. When Kwame Kilpatrick was first elected, and we went from a situation where I could call anybody in the Archer administration to ask him a question, and it went, everything has to go through City Hall, and I talked to somebody who used to be uh, the spokesperson for Dennis Archer, Greg Bowens, and he said, don't worry about it, because the tighter the grip is, the more people will sneak out or slip out between the knuckles, and I... I think that's true. So these things are self-regulating, but the hypocrisy yeah, yeah. is to a degree is they are. Staggering. I, I kind of, I'm kind of with you there. It's it's staggering. Um, but the U.S. history, but do you remember the, specifically, real quickly, the, the in the curriculum, not the curriculum, but the, part of the law. It's not a law yet, but part of the bill is that American any any course that calls itself American history at a public university in that state has to teach American history in a certain way. That may be more, in some ways, uh, troubling to me, unsettling to me, than than saying, you know, you can't teach CRT or, or gender studies or whatever. That's saying, this is, we're going to tell you what the history of this country let, is, let even if you, it's not let, how let it unfolded. Though, um, I mean, to the to ML's point about the market taking care of itself, so I think like 65,000 go to Central Florida, like 60,000 at Florida International, Gainesville, University of Florida is around the same. I mean, huge. Florida State, probably. Huge universities. Miami. Big, bigger than anything Damn. we have here. Yeah. Yeah, Miami. Bigger, bigger than Wisconsin. Yeah, biggest public universities are in Florida. I mean, kids, kids want to go to Florida and, sure. and study. So if you if you have limitations on what can be studied, more importantly, what can be taught, you lose. there's a little bit of a brain drain where professors might, ah, you know what, I, that's, I, mean, I can't teach what I want to teach here. I'm going to go to a different university. And maybe the market follows, and maybe students leave, which then costs money to those universities. I, you know, yeah. I mean, I would think that, maybe that, I'm fewer decades. That if anything, it'd be fewer out-of-state students coming in. Probably, right? I bet their percentage of in-state students is really high to start with. So I, I, my point being, if where you else want, can you get if you go? Go to a university. You you kind of have an idea where you want to go and what you want to study. But you don't have a choice and if because blocked, and if it's blocked there, then you'll go somewhere else. Not There's if it's uh, twenty thousand dollars in tuition to go to Gainesville and forty to go out of fair, state. Right. So enough. yeah, that's the to me that would be the issue. 
I think they know this. I think they know that the, the majority of the high school students in Florida are gonna that were intending to go to Florida universities are are stuck. Perhaps, but I I would love to have. It'll be interesting to see what happens with it. I would love love to have as full a course catalog as possible because I well sure and, and I maybe it's just me, but I'm I'm happy to study stuff that I completely and utterly disagree with just because That's I think it's it's intellectually it. challenging but, and sometimes those people are fascinating. Well, they are. Don't you think part of, part of this too is just, it's all disingenuous. I mean, how many students are in a gender studies program? If you add up the five or six biggest uh, Not universities total, I don't know, but 1500 people, maybe between five or six schools. I mean, what a couple hundred in a school, if that like in gender studies, right? So somebody will say, uh, if that's what you want to major in, why are you going to school anyway? So why, but right. But why would you, why do you care about, we're getting to the point that if you, if you're going to go to 1200 people, they're not going to swing an election. If you're going to go to a university, it's going to be something for an advanced degree, right? You're going to see, I don't you see undergraduates dropping out more often. Well, I know that, you know, getting a degree in English and you can, it's useless. Uh, psychology, psychology, useless. It's not no, like oh, not at all. I, I know a guy. It's not useless in terms of you understanding the world, but what? But it's not like it was when we were all young. We sure. could go get a liberal arts degree and That's walk into a corporation, yeah, because you could read and write, right? I mean that that was the those were the things you they wanted the most. Yeah, but you hear people now talking about we need the soft skills, we need the people skills. So we got all the guys who can run the algorithms, and we have all the women who know how to do the math and everything like that. But they can't relate to other people. So I do think they need people who can read and write. And I know a guy, communications degree from Michigan State. He was the president of Dow Chemical. I'm like, how'd you go from comms? Where, where'd he go afterwards? Present? No, they, I think you he, never got a master's. I think no, I don't think so. I don't think so. I think that was pretty common, right? It was I don't think it's gonna because more people well, go to university now. I don't know. It's I, almost I, like having a high school degree. You know what? What that was seventy years ago. Well, what about this congressman from, is it Tennessee? The cost of it, too. We found out he just had a general studies degree when he said it was in international relations. <laughs> He's like baby George Santos. Yeah, but that's an elected position, so who cares? No, I know, but I mean, this is a guy who did get a general studies degree and is trying to pass it off as something more. I mean, Well, I, I, I will say this. If we are going to head more towards just engineering or, or, or any kind of science or the hard degrees and that the, the way we use hard, that way you say soft and soft skills that is going to change our society over time. If we have fewer and people, fewer and fewer people just going in studying history, psychology, literature, English, Russian, whatever it is, you know, um, that will to me over time change how, uh, we operate as a society. If we're just going to dismiss the liberal arts, which has been a bedrock of, of Western civilization since the beginning of it. Yeah, if, if, but, if we're going to decide we don't care about that as a society, that will have a pretty profound effect over time. I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you. I, I tend to think there's a pendulum swing effect where these things change, where yeah. everybody everybody becomes all techie, and then they get rich, and then they start subsidizing the arts, and then the arts become viable, and then it kind of swings back. I mean, usually too far back, but yeah, yeah. I mean, that's you know, the Republican Party in Michigan, I mean, for all intents and purposes, is defunct. And what's going to happen is the Democrats are going to overreach, and then the Republican Party will have a purge, and then it'll sure. be formed again, and then 
the they'll Democrats take over, when they'll they take run over. out. Yeah, it's just it's just going to no. Swing you're right. Back it does swing back. But if we if we get forget just about like the, in the wild, if there if there are too many too many deers, the coyote sure. population flourishes. And when there's too many coyotes, there aren't enough deer, and then the coyotes start. To but die speaking off. of animals, what separates us if we if we forget liberal arts and 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 art and all of that, then we're beavers, right? We're we're just building. And we're, of, and we're animal. animal analogies and we're, here. Nice. Yeah, yeah. And we're animals. And that's cool that we can build, but we're just we're no different than any other species at that point. Yeah, like it's it's a, just survive. It's pure survival. That's all it is. The problem with the universities for a long time was the paradox of the individual, right? Where, you know, and under the Obama administration, we want everybody to go to college. Well, it's not good for a society for everybody to go to university. Some people can do trades, which our trades were really low after yeah, that. Yeah, that, right? that that wasn't a philosophy but, major but, but who got my Riviera on the road, I'll tell you that. But, right but now. who's gonna tell who's gonna I'm not gonna tell I'm not gonna tell my kids they're not, you know. No, but what I'd you like do you want to is anybody that wants to go to college to be able to go to college and then maybe you yeah, could argue that. that high school should be a year longer or whatever, so you can teach a little bit more of these sort of understanding of the world and history and how we got here and all that. So everybody has some fundamental understanding of that. But not everybody has to go. No, not to college. And therefore go into debt. It's done that way in other countries, right? Where you go to school a little bit longer or your school year is a little bit longer. You go 10 months instead of nine or or whatever. And you learn (laughs) a little bit more ahead of time. Then when you get to 19 or 20, you go fix Rivieras. Because absolutely, society has to have that. I I think the Riviera is essential to any healthy society. Yeah. But but the the other thing is a lot of this tech. What's it being done? It is being done to support entertainment. I mean, our phones are faster because we want to write, because we want to watch things. So I think even even the even the hard skills provide uh, an opportunity for the soft skills and for for the creators, for the people who want to make things. I mean, a lot of the internet is for makers, you know, Etsy, eBay, other sites where people are selling their products, things that they've made. So technology and these liberal arts, these creative types, there, there can be an intersection. An overlap a little bit. And, and at some point, you know, if, if all Netflix was doing was doing Ted talks with a bunch of gearheads, I don't think they'd be selling any subscriptions. So, so they do have to work in tandem. There has to be, a little bit of a symbiotic relationship there. And at some point, if the universities aren't producing people or people don't see a way to go to college and say, well, how can I learn to be a writer? How can I become a visual artist? Then, you know, I mean, then there's going to, I think there'll always be a place for that. Unfortunately, there seems to be a, a move to take anybody who has uh a, uh, a belief or an interest in something that's not considered to be right down the middle of the road mainstream to, to, uh, to somehow vilify them or make them seem like they're undermining our society. And, you know, Hey man, to me, the weirder, the better. I, I, I think that's what makes life interesting. I'd rather, yeah. I'd rather go to the city club or the shelter than to, um, uh, I don't know, the Royal Oak music theater and, and watch, uh, Bruce Springsteen cover band or something. No, I'm with you on that. By the way, how many high schools still have garages? Because mine did, and you could take sh- not enough take auto, enough, auto yeah. shop. Even Gross Point South had it. I learned how to wire a box in high, in high school in my physical high school building. I learned how to wire up an outlet box. Is that a euphemism? How to use a sander? <laughs> Is this a prom story? <laughs> no, but uh, I think that that. I think that the vocations in high school, I mean, it, I why don't we do that anymore? I don't know. 
Oh shit, man! I mean, it was, it was, it was my, the best way to get your brakes changed, your oil changed, and a new muffler on your car was my, going to the industrial what, arts what building. What a life skill! And turn yeah, it over. No, for no it's all sorts of life skills. My, my my pop taught me a lot, but not everybody has a pop, and not everybody has a pop that can teach you stuff. My dad so. didn't teach me any of that so, stuff. So, so high I school, learned it all from YouTube. When I have to fix no, stuff and now. I and I still learn from YouTube from sure, but uh, yeah. but but you get a base of knowledge in high school. Yeah, it'd be great. Well, plus, it's also a chance for. Some of those people with the pink sweat sweaters to interact with some of the guys from the Which escort who were wearing yeah. the denim jackets with the fog hat. Of logo course, on. we also what 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 also do we have back in those days? We had smoking commons. Yeah, let's bring can, back can smoking. You, can, can you imagine? I mean, now, you were you, a smoker, weren't you, you? I was. Did your high schools have an area where you could duck out the door right in the hallway and there's yeah, the escort and there'd be there'd be a hundred kids out there smoking yeah. at lunch. Yeah. All wearing Jim Morrison lives Can you patches on their jacket, and then there were a bunch of preppies. It was the one place where everybody. It was where That's the Soches and the uh, and who That's was true and Pony the, Boy would meet. No, you're right because the the, the prepsters <laughs> like smoking too. They smoked, yeah, right? Yeah, sure. yeah very I, nervously too. You know, I had a friend who, or went, they were jacked up on coke. I had a friend who went to what in, in 1985. <laughs> that's absolutely Probably, what yeah. was happening. I had a friend who went to community college, and was, I remember going, "Well, how's how is it? What's it like?" Goes, it's like high school with smoking. <laughs> yeah. like, what? Okay, that's a weird description. Probably a better cafeteria. I actually, lo- yeah, I went to community college for a bit too, and I loved it. Nothing wrong with it. It was good. good. It was great. My boys did. They started uh, out that uh, way. Options are good. They period. loved it. Yeah. yeah, they liked being in a classroom too with with older older people. They thought that was great, and by older to them, they they were in a classroom with somebody who's twenty seven, yeah. and they're eighteen, right? And they just <laughs> you know what? It works the other way too. Cause I, they were in a, a classroom with Joel McHale. I had a friend who, after his junior year at Michigan, got a really good job that that made money. So he's like, "Well, I'm not going to go back to college." Which then he just got hammered on for years for not having a degree from all of us who had degrees from you know Michigan, Michigan State, Central. All, all the friends just hammered him for not having a degree. So he went back to get his degree, and he loved being the old guy in class because you know a lot more about That's how the true. world works. And everything. well, I didn't graduate until I was twenty eight, so I had and that you experience can buy. myself. Yeah, you and can you can buy. That's the other part. Yeah, and if people want to party, oh, the like w- the women are younger too. Yeah, exactly. Well, we don't have a dormitory. <laughs> Let's come to my house. Like, dude, you got a house. I got a house. There's beer yeah, in it. It wasn't quite you like beer that. Beer in your house? It wasn't so quite funny. like that for me. You're but, awesome. Uh, but I did enjoy being an older student in a classroom. Yeah, it's man. great. <laughs> Well, I, before we get to Geek of the Week, why don't we help people with a little bit of advice? I, I think this is a good time for us to share maybe. Oh, there's not a little, a little segment that would allow for a bathroom break? Okay. No, no, but, but we're old guys. Well, we are this 50 is, minutes in. I'm this is, yeah, this is kind of community college of the air. We'll just knock these That's out. It's a long time for me. Real quick, if as you guys want to help people. Sure. Who wants to start? Fire away. I'll start. I'll start. Since it's my idea. Okay. Um, I don't have one, by the way. Here, just oh, do just, yeah, this just one. T- take a short one. Um, here's, I, just, I just have feedback. Here's a, a question that I, I call Adam's family values. My family is really dysfunctional. I've made peace with it, except for when I date someone from a big, happy, close family, which just highlights the weirdness, such as when they ask what they think are harmless questions, and I'm left either dodging them or answering, no, I don't have a favorite food my mom makes because she stopped cooking after my dad threw a hot casserole at her when I was nine. So it was cold sandwich until I learned to cook. Jeez. Or, nope, I don't see my dad on Father's Day. My visit would interfere with his drinking. Or, no, we don't really have holiday traditions because my mom joined so many weird cults. At first, I tried telling the truth because a therapist once said to own my past. That was so awkward. 
Lately, I've been dodging, and it's exhausting. So I've decided not to date anyone unless they come from a similar background. My friend says that's an incredibly limiting and self-destructive choice, but I don't see another option. Do you? Hmm. Hmm. I don't know. You go ahead, Mark. What, what's what's the exact question then? He wants to know. So basically, he's asked something like yeah, Anytime I go to a family that's you know quote unquote sure. normal, yeah, yeah, which yeah. probably really means people aren't telling people who they really are because there's no such thing as a normal family. They they feel uncomfortable telling about their own family's history. Sure. So now they're only going to look for dates in families with people who have a very shattered past. Well, you're not dating. How do you know that? You're not dating the family. I mean, how do you know? I gotta say this: if you date somebody and they have a quote unquote normal family, and they ask you a question like that, just lie. But how do you know that until you get in there? I mean, you don't know that. Better yet, if you start dating someone and they have a normal family, and you're worried about that, why not tell the person you're dating? What is a normal family? So they know. Well, that's. Kind of the that's why I'm I mean, doing that's yeah. why I'm doing air quotes. You're doing air quotes, yeah, because yeah. you don't want to. Which you can families. see if you're watching what, us on uh, YouTube. Uh, what uh, you uh, subscribe uh, to Channel Soul of Detroit? It what if future in laws that are still together? Is that it? No, is, I, it, is that what they mean? No, they're basically saying I need to know if I'm going to date you. I pretty much need to establish early on that your family is totally screwed up. Like, I, don't, I don't like that though, because then you're closing yourself off to other opportunities of women. You might, yeah, you don't know what a normal family is. No. People can be. They, they, oh, everybody has a problem. Here's with a guy their own that comes family. in. Here's here's a dad that comes in and smiles, but he's crushing up Benadryl and putting in toothpaste for sleepovers when his son's kids are coming over or whatever. I well, mean, that's I, that is quite a specific <laughs> example. Wow, just, Where did you get that one from? Uh, it dig, made me think of the um, digging deep into the archive. There. <laughs> no, no oh, what was the movie? Um, was it one of those Todd? Uh, yeah, Todd movie. Uh, Todd the Windsor uh, Home movie. Todd know. Phillips. Is that it? Yeah. The, oh, like, welcome to the Dollhouse. No, no, no. It was a movie in the nineties where uh, oh, I, I, I'm never going to think of the name of it. But you're watching this movie and you're going along. And you're going along, and all of a sudden a, a, a dad does something like that, and you just ugh. yeah. No, I, I think that's theater. that's a classic example of you know we we when you're staying over here we want you to sleep in separate bedrooms we don't sure. we're going to go to church on sunday blah blah and then you you walk into a closet and you know, there's a bunch of sex toys and what? a bunch of uh, uh gay porno mags and you're like wait a minute i thought you were the the really uptight christian guy you know i think anybody the more normal people are the more they yeah the more secrets they <laughs> yeah, have yeah exactly those are the, the 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 freaks make me really comfortable cuz i'm like this seems like who this person really is, for better or for worse. But the straight-laced ones, I'm like, how many dead cheerleaders are underneath? Exactly. Hey, Alex. My mother, who did not allow me to uh, to touch myself, and not in a sexual way, no, just uh, the most ordinary of touches. You know, if I had to make pup pup in the toilet, is that the I painter? Is that Bob Ross? I would need to call my father and say, Dad, I've finished. May I please wipe? No! Don't put your finger in your asshole. That is your mother's domain. Dad, there's a layer of toilet paper between my finger and my asshole. Very thin membrane. Dad, please! No! Don't touch it! Dad, I'm just trying to get the shit out of my ass. He say, keep it in there. That's where it ought to be. And when you're done, I'll send your mother in with a shit rag. <laughs> so you can always be worse. Yeah, you could be Will Forte. That reminds me. Are you of stunned great... by that piece of audio, Sean? And he's no, gonna, no, he's no. Gonna, it he's going to need a throat, throat rip. It made me think of the uh, the great line from George Carlin about using <laughs> about washing your hands after taking a dump. Oh yeah, he's like, I wash them when I start wiping my ass with my hands, and not toilet paper. 
<laughs> like this? I touch myself. I masturbate. And I wipe my butt almost every day with these guys. So, I, Sean, I, I, again, I, I don't want to take I digress. Us, I don't want to take us off track, but but again, on this Carlin thing, after every show before you leave, you shake our hands. You don't <laughs> you don't subscribe to that, Carlin, because I know you take a break to go upstairs during the music segment, then you come back down. And then there's not really. Oh, do I wash my hands after I? Yeah, of course I do. Okay, yeah, right. Okay, cool. All right. Of course I do. Do you wash your hands after you touch yourself? I don't do that. And then shake somebody's hand. So if you have to rearrange. Well, how many people are walking your, around touching their walk, junk and shaking hands? About no. What I'm saying is, if you're somewhere, you're out, or you're at home, you haven't gone to the bathroom, you have to rearrange yourself before you go out. But yeah. you don't. Do you wash your hands? Or the next time you see somebody, you shake your hands. The last thing your hand will have touched, other than your steering wheel. Or your car door, <laughs> yeah, or exactly. nature. I mean, I, there's a lot of. But things. does it all rub off on the car door and everything else? By the time, by the time you get to somebody else's, in other words, is it just homophobia? I was for I'm, you. I'm seriously reconsidering my, my uh, notion. That I'll invite my mom back on the show in May for Mother's Day. <laughs> I, I can tell you, I, there better be a chauffeur if I'm ever riding with you because I'm not opening that car door. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna have to use my foot to open your car door. No, no Bob, that's a legitimate question. The, uh, no, it's not. The, uh, it's uh, not a legitimate. So, do you question. wash your hands every time you touch yourself? I wash my hands frequently. I touch myself rarely. <laughs> you never rearrange yourself. <laughs> okay. Uh, so, I, I guess we disagree that you should only date dysfunctional <laughs> families. I guess that's the answer. So you're and and and, and let me just tell you, you're perfectly proportioned, and you never. Uh, if you do decide to only date really weird families, the Windsors have a generator, so you may want to check that out. Some some very some very joyous holidays can be celebrated in their bunker. Well, now I'm scared of Sean's answer to this question. Do you, do you wash in. your hands after you masturbate? Do I wash my hands after I masturbate? Well, I'm already in the shower. You're making some presumptions there. <laughs> yeah. That's a good answer. Yeah, exactly. Thank you. Yeah, there's not Thank a you. sink in my I car. I just killed Sean. You know, <laughs> I'm already. My, my white van doesn't have a uh, a comfort station. <laughs> when it's parked I'm by the. I'm already in the shower. Did you hear Mark? You know, and Mark. I, I thought that was a good answer. He's already. It's a great answer. <laughs> When Mark said we're 50 minutes in, I, I should have seized on that. I, that was a, a terrible strategic mistake for me to, uh, I'm scared to forge of, ahead. I'm scared of Sean's answer to this, this question that came in. So, so this is the next piece of advice. Some good friends of ours, a husband and a wife, have a painting of the wife in their living room. Just the wife. The painting is a nude from her much younger days. It's not erotic, but it's very large, very explicit, and detailed She's looking at the viewer with a direct challenge. <laughs> when we visit, we're always taken to this room. I've asked to go to another room or to the garden. That's kind of awkward in and of itself. But my hostess says she loves to entertain in that room because of the the, the sea view, the view of the water, which it does have, <laughs> which, which, first off, I don't believe that. Yeah. Um, Surprise, the painting's not covering a window. It doesn't seem that there's any polite way to avoid the giant nude, short of not visiting at all. Can you think of a way? I think the best thing to do is go, Hey, is that you? And just just bring it out in the open. Yeah, or just, just talk say, about it, right? What happened to you? Yeah, yeah. Boy, that's quite a detailed painting of uh, of your genitals there. I mean, if you if you if you expose it, right? Is it awkward anymore? No, it's awkward for that second. As opposed to trying to avoid it, that's ridiculous. If you enjoy the company in the in the view of the water, then whatever. <laughs> or just, I, I have or to just interrupt ign- because ignore it. Don't Matt has it. posted a comment on. YouTube, this says, one day Sean woke up and looked like Vic Tabak with glasses. <laughs> Vic Tabak? Talk about it. Talk about a deep cut. Yeah, it's a little dated reference. 
Uh, <laughs> but he's not wrong. Anyway. Sean is way better looking than Vic Tate. Uh, so I had in, uh, when I bought Are we my- talking about the cook? Yeah, from Alice. Yeah. I don't, I wish I, his voice is uh, a little deeper than even mine. Uh, you got, you got a pretty deep voice. Uh, don't, it's, it's just, why do you, why do you care? Why do you care about the painting? You know, it's just, it's there. Well, you it look at it. You don't. makes them uncomfortable. Why? Okay. I, I want to know whether she sits That's under like it. You guys, why would you be uncomfortable with that? Whatever. It's would no I big. be uncomfortable? No, I'd absolutely talk. No, about because it. you just said to shower. So I know you're. You're. <laughs> I would totally just talk about. <laughs> you're hey, okay. You? You're okay with yourself. You know what I mean. I'm not sure about Mike, but you are. So that's good. You're comfortable with yourself. I think I'm comfortable with myself. You're, at you're comfortable. All. You. Yeah, you are more than you realize. Yeah. That's good. I deflect. Uh, Mark and I shower together, so I'm perfectly, com- <laughs> perfectly comfortable. And which one of you? Which one of you washes? It's, uh, it's, it's high-powered rinse. But um, I do want to say this. So when I when I bought regarding the letter, when I bought my first house, I had a famous poster, and you might know who this guy is, who does the nude people, um, usually around Ann Arbor, right? They'll just strip their clothes and they'll take a picture of them in Nichols Arcade or. On uh, the Diag or whatever. I, I can't Wait, th- they get naked at the arcade? Yeah, they just draw. And the reason I had it is because we had him in studio. He took pictures of of women in our studio and showed how he did it. You know, this is, hell, 1990. You mean WRAF studio. You're yeah, not, You don't have a place in your house where you have naked women. Back, in our, back in our more misogynistic days. I think Julie would not be well, cool no, with that. They're, they're guys. They're guys and women. But there was a, a real famous photo that he took of these people around the rock, right? You know, in Ann Arbor, right, right at uh, Washington right. Hill. And were they rock? No, no, because okay. the idea it's is it's artistic I BS, right? Um, probably had a liberal arts degree. And so he took this picture, and that was his best-selling poster. And I had it in my house for a long time, <laughs> not even thinking when my mom came over to visit and then brought my my nieces. And Why do we always go with the moms? So, it, so, so they're asexual. Poster. The moms are asexual. They've never they've never seen it. Oh, my mom box. didn't care, but she had little. She had my nieces. Oh, okay. My niece All right. Well, I guess that's a little bit different. Uh, there's yeah. a there's a big difference between going to a home and there's a nude painting, and then going to a home and there's a nude painting of your hostess, and she's looking Agreed. at you in the painting like what you looking at, Agreed. and she may be sitting under the painting with eyes on you like what you looking at. Eyes. Well, that's up why here. you have to here, talk here, about. Here's my yeah. question. Here's my question. I don't think I would go back. That's Here's all my I'm question. Saying. I guess this is specifically for Mark. Does Mike wash your back when you're in the shower? Because that could be very helpful. Lufa. Okay. You know what I mean? That's very helpful. No wonder you shower together. Get that, shaves it too. Get that my back. back. Oh, your butt. Your no, back. My back. Yeah. yeah. You get your mind out of the gutter, mister. I, I need the back of my arms shaved. All right. at, this, at, this, at this point. One more. Go ahead. I think we know right. which part of the movie Spartacus you're watching over and over again. <laughs> One my more. Master Sean likes is, oysters. Sean has, and to, Sean has to go to the bathroom. So. Oh, yeah, okay. uh, during a trip to Las Vegas, I kind of had a one. I kind of. That's interesting. I kind of. Did you or didn't you? Just a tip. Had a one night stand. I'm in a relationship. I felt bad afterward. Problem is, I started having feelings for this guy, quote, Leo. Is that an astrological sign? Uh, we, we only have the information provided. We would message back and forth, more on my end than his. I guess you could say I was hung up on him. I have since mended my relationship with my partner. My issue is Leo is best friends with my best friend's husband. When he visits, I'm excluded, which means I can't hang out with her. I tell her we are all adults. We are not in high school and can be in the same room with each other. It's not fair to me. Are my feelings justified? Any advice? Hmm. Wait, well, I gotta say, she's making it all about herself. 
So wait, did, did did she imply that she told everybody or everybody? Yeah, knows? that's that's not clear. It's not clear. He, by by mending with her partner, and does that mean knows. that means it all came out in the open and everybody knows? I don't know. Well, if that's the case, then yeah, just fucking cut them off. <laughs> Get rid of them. Cut it out of your life. Don't go over there. When when yeah, because you have a lot of other opportunities to see your best friend, right? Is that is exactly that yeah? Kind of the. That's yeah. the simplest you know, why, thing. No? Why make it awkward for everybody? Because you're the one that wants to go. Yeah. Plus, you're it's still all, sending it's messages. Uh, it's like, hey, it's is this over? Selfish. Or is this plus, not? Plus, over? when you're hung up on somebody or you have feelings, I mean, it's hard to shut that. I mean, that that kind of has to go away on its own, right? Doesn't it? It's hard to shut that off yourself. If you keep seeing that person, yeah. Well, I, I just I'm just going with the selfish aspect of it. Yeah, so I, my question is, maybe she wants to keep going over there because there's still some feeling for her. Yeah, exactly. Of course. I, I, of course. I gave up chocolate for Lent, and there's some dark chocolate and coconut-covered almonds in the freezer. I can't even open the freezer because all I'm thinking is, boy, it sure looks good. I'm just pretending yeah. there's no chocolate. Yeah, you might eventually, over the course of 20 years, decide you don't need chocolate. You can do without it. But in the moment, or for a while, yeah, you, you have to let that yeah. process settle. Humans are weak. Yeah, it's... Yeah, stop. Either that or the heart is strong. I mean, you know, maybe both. Oh my God. Damn it. All of a sudden got profound and beautiful. I didn't see that coming. Um, yeah, no, stay away from Leo. Yeah, but one one person's weakness is another person's love. You know, that's how it goes. The bon boner, boners are weak, too. Plus, maybe out of out of respect for your partner, you don't want this. Well, that's this, what I mean. This fool that you diddled around with hanging out. I'd be or, like, or that person. I got to punch this guy in the friends. face. Yeah. Although, hey, we all saw about a boy, and everybody's got former I didn't. former people it. together hanging out at Christmas and Thanksgiving, and. You know, we see plenty of movies where families split families. This person had a, a, an affair. This this one they divorced. They're back together. You know, whatever. Everybody eventually comes together and breaks bread, and that's how it goes. Yeah, but it's it okay. sounds like the other people in this situation aren't. Everybody has to be comfortable with it. Yeah, the no, problem for sure. Is, the problem no, for is sure. That they came together before they showed up at my house. I don't want to think about that. Yeah, don't think about it. Like you know that painting. Saying? Like that painting. Yeah. No, I. Leo's out. That's it. So Mark really uses a loofah. Or no, you use a loofah <laughs> on him. <laughs> no. Um, boy, I, I, you know, this is, it's always awkward to, to go from a moment like this to, to really decent people like Luke Nowacki. Yeah. Luke and, and David so. Hall, who don't countenance this kind of foolishness. But, no. uh, but no. we, should probably, we should probably tell you about some people. Very who, important message. Whose advice is better than ours. Yeah. Uh, the first one, we'll start with Hall Financial. If you have a lot of debt, like say credit card debt, what are you paying, 25% or something? Cut that down. Get your debt consolidated. One of the people that can help you is Hall Financial. Call Hall Financial first, 866-CALL-HALL, or chat with them online at callhallfirst.com. They can provide you a free five-minute mortgage review, right? And that's all it's going to take to see how much money you have in your home equity that you can then pull out to pay off other loans. There's a lot of stuff they can do so you're not paying so much on those loans. So once again, Hall Financial, uh, if you're calling to purchase, a, if you want to purchase a new home or refinance your current home or take money out of the home, it's 866-CALL-HALL or chat with them online at callhallfirst.com. And uh, the other guy, speaking of money, that's going to help you is Luke Nowacki. you got to have a plan, right? If you're going to make a big purchase now or uh, even down the road, you got to have your money in order to figure out what you're going to have now, what you're going to have in the future. you got to have goals. Luke Nowacki, he's got a whole team at Pinnacle Wealth Strategies who can help you plan for all those goals. So call Luke today, 248-663-4748. He's going to give you a complimentary consultation to see if your plans align with your goals. Once again, 248 663 4748.
Because when you call Luke, it's not about Leo. It's all about you, sweetheart. Securities and investment advisory services offered through Royal Alliance Associates Inc. Member FINRASIPC. Royal Alliance Associates Inc. is separately owned and other entities and or marketing names, products, or services referenced here are independent of Royal Alliance Associates Inc. Oh man, the geeks have inherited the earth. Did I do that? What a dork. Does him wanting to play with us again mean that he's turning into a geek? Or we're turning into cool guys? So have you guys seen these ads for him? Oh yeah. For hers? Yeah. Uh-huh. They yeah. run all the time during sports. Yeah. And there's uh there's one in particular, uh the for hers ones, there's a uh a very lovely, uh, big, beautiful woman who is depressed, and she has a cute little dog, yeah. and she goes online, and she gets some medication, and depression's gone. She feels happiness. She That's feels so easy. She feels joy. It's it's just gone like that. And there's no mention that sometimes when you get medication, it's not the quite one. It can cause really wild mood swings, and you should be very closely monitored. But there's, so, anyways, she she goes to this website, and her life is turned around. And then, are you a Scientologist? No, 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 no. I'm saying you should be supervised. You should have psychiatric care, a medical professional who you just, talk to they, they, on they a regular basis. They would not believe in that, yeah. Just asking. And then then the lovely local, uh, is it Kristen Bell, comes on, yeah, uh-huh. who is just the opposite. She's probably size zero in a dress. And, and very she's wealthy, bummed out. very famous. Yeah. yeah, and she's got five versions of herself. and But they're all depressed, and they call for hers. And, it could happen to anybody. And yeah. they get some medication, and all five of them are good. Maybe maybe she's schizophrenic because she has so many persons. But anyways, <laughs> for hers, you know, as far as the world's concerned, women are just nuts. But the ads for him, true. Uh, I need hair, and I need a boner. <laughs> and they just see the world as guys are out. And then they like, and then anxiety. It's like, so women are nuts, and they can get some medication, Guys, maybe anxious, but mostly we're worried about our rug and and our tackle. And if you call for hymns, that's you call them and they fix everything. And I just think that whole that we're business. Past that. Well, it, it first of all, it's not that easy to get help if you're struggling. You should get help. And guys, you should not be ashamed of needing help if you're feeling depressed or anxious or anything like that. We all do, and help is healthy. But this worldview that Women are crazy and need a pill. Guys are flaccid and need a pill. Now, see, I take that message as... And uh, everything will be fine. The cause of most uh, male depression is the fact that they're either bald or can't get hard. Yeah, yeah. That they're, so you uh, solve one of those problems, then, then we'll get to the depression part. Of course, yeah. isn't true. That's why you're anxious. Yeah. I'd be happy if I figured out how to yeah. put a, a, an outhouse with a proper stack in the bunker. Yeah, no, Sean is... will really be set. Sean is sitting here happy as a clam with a priapism, so it's not true at all. <laughs> But um, but I just think that whole notion that they're selling the for hims for hers is just totally fallacious. It's yeah, misleading. It's, it's dangerous. It's chauvinistic. And so, uh, hey, if you want to get hard though, yeah. So uh, as uh, as someone who uh, is sick of seeing their their snake oil ads, I've decided to make them our geek of the week, and I feel better. Good.
as we close out Black History Month here in Room 7609, we feature one more act that has a prominent black member, a gentleman named Don Letts, who was a producer, was a, a director, did some videos for The Clash way back when, and then after The Clash clashed, fell apart, he joined up with Mick Jones, the guitarist and co-lead vocalist of The Clash, to form a band called Big Audio Dynamite. Now, they put out one of the best albums of all times. This is Big Audio Dynamite. And the reason it stands out is because Don Letts and his sampling skills made it unlike anything we'd heard before. And this is Medicine Show from Big Audio Dynamite. Get to a place where the healing flows are We can spin it, we got the juice Won't save your soul, it'll shine your shoes Kini Kintu, Kangaroo Santa Fe to Timbuktu oh, Don't be fooled by imitation This is the stop that cured a nation we took the tube and the hard planes too Never stop long, just passing through Drop off the laughter of the mate of France Makes a hopeless cripple dance song Was really far weather When we got tired and feathered You could hear the six gun sound As they chased the sound Bottles for an aqua wolf man oh. Immunity from ridicule Improves your brains if you're a fool oh. When I read in the Middle East Traded some for a hostage release Now if you're bored it'll give you hair Got straight trousers it'll give you flares Purpose in a job 
If you ain't here, it'll fix your car In days of yore, for all bad feelings like Washing socks and stripping ceilings Nowadays it's used medicinally But the wrong-known human melody struggle whether Big Audio Dynamite is a new wave band, but they're from the right era, the mid to late 80s. They've got kind of a different feel. They got some dance beats to them, and they have a message. So No dancing. So I'm throwing them in there. I'm throwing them in there. And, no, and Why not? And Don Letts certainly has some impeccable new wave credentials as a videographer uh, as well as a, a producer doing all these samples from the movies. You heard a lot there from The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly. Um, one, of, uh, one of the insults they didn't use in this, one of the samples they didn't use, was the greatest insult, I think, of all time when, uh, when Eli Wallach, who plays, who plays uh, Tuco, tells, um, tells either Clint Eastwood or the sheriff when he's being dragged out, he said, your mother, it's... It's better not to speak of her. She's kind of a kind of subtle burn. I think the better comeback is uh, the jerk store called and they're running out of you. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's tough to beat. 
tough to beat Costanza. Go with Jerkstore. I, I think in terms What's of What's the difference you're their all-time bestseller. In terms of um in terms of physique and hygiene, George Costanza and Tuco Ramirez <laughs> Benedicto uh whatever his name is all otherwise known as the rat are, have a lot have a lot in common. But um but yeah, uh Don Letts has done a lot of producing. He's he's shot videos for for uh, uh new wave heroes in my book anyways. The uh, psychedelic furs and many others. So how eclectic is Mick Jones though, man? Oh, dude, he's Jesus. Yeah, he's and and the videos that they sh- they shot for uh, for um, Big Audio Dynamo are kind of wild too. And and Mick is one of those guys when when he's singing, he's got his lips pulled so far back that it's just all teeth. And then he's up in the camera and he's got those crazy classic English choppers, but. It's almost intimidating. It's, it's, oh, look at Sean. It's like somebody's Very attacking. Very appalled at your stereotype. No, not at all. I'm just, <laughs> I said classic. That's a compliment. I was talking but, about uh, something else. But the yeah. National Health uh, Plan doesn't cover orthodontia. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, no, he's great, man. And, and the Clash and Big Audio Dynamite, that's a pretty strong resume, if you ask me. It's, uh, yeah, it's a nice song. <laughs> okay. Well, anyways, Don Let's uh, Nice review, Sean. Sean's review sounded like this. Oh, it sounds like a great one. <laughs> Very dismissive. Oh, wait a second. Who was that? Huh? What? It's Will, Fel- it's Will Forte that was Drop Car- Day. That was, no, that was Carson Daly. Oh, was it Carson oh, it sounds Day? like a great one. Oh, that was God. him transitioning. Uh, was he on the Today Show transitioning out of a tease of a story into something else? And it was just very dismissive of the tease. Oh, I wouldn't be dismissive at all. Am I missing something, or is Carson Daly no, you're not. You're never one of the, the uh, most successful, least talented human beings in the history of broadcast television? Shadow Stevens. Shadow Stevens. Shadow had great pipes. Uh, Dick Clark. He had great hair. Uh, Ryan Seacrest. Unless it was plugs. On the radio. Unless it was plugs. I would argue Ryan Seacrest. That's not the company you want to be in, actually. So, I, yeah, so it's that's bad news, I would say. But, uh, before we... Uh, oh, boy, here we go. Before we go, yes, because I know we're about to wrap up here, can we can, can just give a nod to um, a local no, guy? No, no nods. Okay, what else? A local guy who uh, one of the great screen presences in uh, the last... Uh, oh, he had a pretty good run there, but for the last 30 years, he's... Apparently, his family's trying to decide whether to take him off life support or not. Tom Sizemore. Oh, yeah. Wow. Oh, yeah. But a brain aneurysm a few days ago, and I saw last night that uh, he's not going to recover. But Skagnetti I was just, on Skagnetti. And I know, the, I, I know he hadn't been in the... I know he had his troubles he and He had struggles, a lot of troubles, yeah. But, yeah. man, there was a stretch where... He was great. He was just, he just such a magnetic presence on the screen. And I... I saw this photo the other day when it first the news first spoke about his aneurysm, and there was a long thread under the the news. I think it was on Twitter, and somebody posted a photo of him in a booth, and he's just ever so slightly leaning to his right to stare at a guy in the booth right behind him, who was starting to notice the um, sort of nefarious activity going in his booth. This is in heat, and the stare on his face. To me, it's one of the great stares I've ever seen in movies. He leans over and all, he just looks at him. He doesn't move his mouth or anything. It's just in his eyes. And he's like, dude, you don't want anything to do with what's going on in this booth. That's a different world you're in. This is a different world here. And and there was so much power in that. I just, Excellent he, he had that ability. And uh, he, wasn't, he was a character actor, but kind of a 
but he was more than that right. somehow. He, he was a scene stealer. Oh. He, he and Chris Penn in True Romance oh, were just yeah. incredible comic relief in, uh, in a movie that was uh, yes, so many. I mean, Save It Private Ryan people is probably what he's best known for. But I remember him in A Devil in a Blue Dress, and he, he just he had a lot of great roles. And um, it's really kind of sad the way his career kind of. So he he's an East Side guy. His but I, I believe tr- it's his half sister or stepsister went to high school and and middle school and grade school with my sister and i believe if i've got the right kid she was working as a vendor at at comerica park when i got my brother and sister involved in oh, yeah. in slinging slinging dogs i love it, how it always goes back to ml it does well, but, i mean he is that's how local is he he's, he's no but a, a local guy had one of the great lines kidding. in uh, in any action movie ever but i am the center of the universe when he <laughs> said uh when he was asked if he went in on the last job last bank robbery and he said well for me the action is the juice and that's uh, that's from Heat, and I've always uh, that's always stuck with me. But anyway, he, he was, had a lot of demons. Or, he I mean, did, but yet, and they came through on the screen, and he was very. Well, yeah, that a, may have been autobiographical. Is that he was a guy who had to be in the middle of it, yeah. even if it was something that maybe you should be. As yeah, far he was away saying, I don't possible. necessarily need this job. I don't need the money necessarily, but I need that juice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I think he did need a rush, but. And, uh, but yeah, no, great, great point. Talented, uh, talented performer, a local guy, and uh, yeah, 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 and I think had a, a little bit of a troubled upbringing, but um, but uh, yeah, good dude, um, or great actor. I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know about what kind of dude he was, and but, what a tough decision to, you know. I was thinking about life, that last right? night. Yep, yeah. they had to make that decision. I want to say by Wednesday, I think, is what I read. So, anyway. so if if you're listening to us after Tuesday, or you're not watching us on Godspeed. YouTube. Uh, yeah, rest in peace if that's if that's the way it went. It sounds like that's where it's going. Um, we want to thank our donors. It's very easy to donate to this show. You just go to our website and you click on the little box that says donate. And our website is mlsoulofdetroit.com. There you'll find links to all our advertisers and to past shows. So please check us out. And you can also, um, as Bryant did, send us a little a little gelt, a little a little cash, a few shekels to help support the show. You can also send us emails at mlsoulofdetroit at gmail.com. That's what a gentleman who we will not name said after listening to last week's episode about the mysterious murders of some would-be rappers who were supposed to perform at 7 and Gratiot and instead showed up in a basement in Highland Park, which was occupied by rats, and they were unfortunately the gentleman that is occupied with bullets so they are no longer with us um we talked about that last week no yeah yeah but, 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 but one of our listeners one of our with 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 andrea sahori of the I, free press i did that on purpose great no, great guest yes, so um this this listener says i live near there about half mile from seven and grash sure, where the rappers were to perform i know a young man in my hood who's a third-rate rapper similar to the victims he had his ear on the streets and was actually joking around and asked why why those dudes have been taken out. And he said, it's very likely the victims were in Detroit often and they were into dirt in the hood that may have had something to do with a paycheck. He told me a couple months back they robbed someone and the entire gig was a setup to lure them to the area to have them taken care of. Oh, wow. I was told the two men were targeted and the third was not involved but was with them and he was in the wrong place at the wrong time. They were asked to meet with someone early to get blazed and a little drink before the show. It was planned at that smoke session. They would be told the gig was canceled and they'd be taken to another spot to do the thing. They were robbed of belongings. Apparently even a Rolex watch was taken off their person beforehand. Apparently the entire thing was planned. 
I have no reason to think my acquaintance would make up a story as detailed in the very moment I asked in that joking matter. He wasn't really laughing about it. His demeanor was matter of fact. Nor was this corroborated by anyone else, so I can't be sure in any case. Seems legit on some level anyway, even if the info might not be less than factual. I'm no detective. I'm just a lowly working man. Anyways, an interesting theory bubbling up from the neighborhood on what happened to these gentlemen. We still don't know who killed them or why they killed them, but Andrea thought that police may have some leads and that this may bubble up soon. So uh, keep following Andrea in the free press, and we will keep on top of this story here on The Soul of Detroit. And Sean, you had some correspondence from one of our listeners. I do, from, uh, from Rose. A, a very loyal listener. Was it Rose? Robin. Robin, okay. A very loyal listener. But, but as sweet as Wait, Rose. Wait, do I get some music? Well, I turned it down because you're talking about a murder. Okay. Yeah. Or because you thought we are going to break into some freestyle? Is this going to be a murder? Is this going to be about a murder? <laughs> I don't think so. You're all, well, kind of. You're, you're always thinking, though, Mark. I like that. ML and Sean, I sincerely appreciate your beatboxing. thoughtful response. Pardon me? I said I was just doing a little beatboxing. Oh, thank you. Oh, we heard. Oh, thank you. We just yeah. ignored it. Uh, that was... That was you're, in the wrong, you're in the wrong business. Go ahead. Sorry. Was that Irish? It's, uh, Irish beatbox. Yeah, that's that, was, right. that was nice. Yeah. OG, the original Galway. That's what they call it. Okay, keep going. Keep going. Nice. Nice, nice, nice. ML and Sean, I sincerely appreciate your thoughtful response to my rambling late-night iPad note. I'm not political in any sense. Uh, Thank you, Robin. We're all political. And we don't have – we don't own any firearms, if that was maybe an assumption. I brought up Chicago not as a dog whistle, but for the fact that literally half of MSU moves there for a summer internship or full-time job, including two of our adult children. I also lived there during my master's program. Mentally unstable passengers on the trains, muggings, carjackings, larcenies, smash and grabs, police chases, stolen cars and shootings are everyday realities in Chicago. And yet, I assume none of the allegedly trauma-filled MSU students will think twice about moving to Chicago or Detroit or New York City this summer. You brought up another specific point I hope you discuss with Chief Craig next week. That specific MSU mass text and uh, sorry, there's a word out here. Alert was in retrospect a terrible unforced error and stoked much of the unnecessary hysteria, right? I think by law they have to send out an alert, but that specific language was a misstep. Maybe ask Craig about that and who drafts and approves that specific language. The pedestrian killer was long gone when it was sent out. That helped fuel all the bogus but terrifying hysteric rumors and scanner chatter for three hours until he shot himself. And where is and was the record-breaking $300,000 a year MSU police chief? Aren't you paid the big bucks to, fa- to be the face of something like this? I don't think I've seen him once all week. Imagine Chief Craig taking a back seat and hiding during an international tragedy. Very strange. MSU police chief Marion Lynch earns three hundred k. No number, the number two highest paid cop in the U.S. Number one is LAPD chief. Sincerely, Robin. So just wow. to provide some context, Robin was asking us why there's so much attention paid and so much police response to one shooting in East Lansing when there are shootings all the time in Detroit and raise some questions like, is this classist? Are there other things going on? And about how dangerous it is in Detroit and why the media doesn't give it the kind of attention that we gave to three homicides in uh, in East Lansing. And we, we talked about that. We also hope to have Chief Craig on today, former Detroit police what, what chief was your, James what was, your, what was your answer to that? Because I haven't finished the episode. Uh, basically that, Sorry. yeah. I mean, that, 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 Thank you. The uh, the amount of violence and the danger in Detroit is underreported, but that one of the issues, and that Sean and I think took a different tack on whether it was classist. I thought it might be. Sean didn't think it was. But the other thing is there's a 
there's a an acceptance. Yeah, I hate to go. say an acceptance of danger in Detroit. It's an expectation that it's a dangerous place. Whereas we think when we send our kids off to an idyllic place like a college campus that they are now in a place where where the real, harsh realities of life are. are well, there's al- there's also the distant. aspect too of a shooting that is. I hate to say this, maybe retaliatory or a gang or a, a, over a beef or something like that. Unlike these three rappers that were murdered down there, which is, as of now, seems to be somewhat random, but not maybe maybe not. We don't know. Maybe scratch that bad example. Just maybe the shooting of an expectation, whereas in East Lansing is totally random. Yeah, right? th- there are well, not- it's, it's not just that random, if I may say it's so. The quickly. unusual. The reason I don't think it's class is no. And look, there's a lot of issues with how we cover crime in major cities for sure. You right? That that's that's a complicated deal. I didn't think it was classes at Michigan State because I uh, think well, it's not that I think this is a fact. Mass shootings happen at and all sorts of public places at this point at every socioeconomic rung. So that's why I didn't think it was classes. To Mark's point. I think that it gets more attention. It's not just random. Is it the killings are there for nothing? For that has nothing to do with you. It has no. There's no reason. Some of the other places where there are lots of crime, it's generally money that's involved or sure. revenge of there some kind or domestic situations. Well, and, and the revenge is over money, over right, turf, right. over jobs. This, over the, when these shootings happen, they are a very sick individual who is going to go out into the world and take his rage out and it's usually a he right it's almost always a he usually a white guy and it usually is a white guy this was unusual in that sense so and so that's why we cover it the way we do because it's it's to me it is akin to a terrorist act it has the same effect you've had them at walmart you've had them at a grocery store in buffalo exactly um elementary school we've had them at churches we've had them at fourth of july parades we've had them at synagogues there is no part of society where they are they they have not happened but they're akin to a terrorist act. I said this last week. It's the terrorism happens because the terrorists want to shock well, well beyond what they are doing. They want the ripples to go out. They want unset. They want the society to be unsettled. That's the. I don't know whether mass shooters intend that or not, or they're just in their little bubble trying to get their rage. But that's the effect it has. It's the same thing. Off of that, let me ask, let me ask you a question. Um, and this is something Drew and I had talked about, and. You know, some some students, and I and I fully understand this. I'm not dismissing the way they feel. Are like, I can't ever go to school there again. I don't want to go to school there. I don't want to go unless there's locks on the doors. You hear that? Um, there's fifty thousand kids that go up there. And I remember, you know, after nine eleven, it was no, we got to get back to normalcy. Because me personally, I would rather have my routine. I'm a person of routine. I want that. That's what helps me deal with you know anything bad in my life. And there's probably a lot of students that wanted that too. But after 9-11, it was always, don't let the terrorist win. Get back. Yeah, go do, shop. Do things the way. And, and and I know some of it's, you can be very cynical about right. that, and a lot of people were. But there's still this attitude of, no, we're going forward with our way of life. We don't want to change too many things. I think that was the public slogan to, you know that, that came out of the White House. But what else happened? We created an entirely uh, new sure. federal department. We changed the way we get on planes. We changed uh, the nature of security. It's a total joke. I think a lot we of started it, I reading think a lot people's of it's... email and being yeah. very invasive. No, we there, there's we changed a lot because of that. So on the one hand, we're saying, "Hey, go out and live your normal life." On the other hand, we completely changed things. Now, maybe some of it was just for psychological effect, but some of it was real too, in terms of the machines used, 
in terms of what you could carry on a plane. Well, I think and, that and was to that. make it safer for people to return to their normal life, even though. Sure. And that's the point that, of these students, I would say, by yeah. locks on doors and that kind of stuff. We did the same thing nationally for our, our, our airport, airport I, system. I, right. But I there, mean, there's no indication this shooter had an agenda. You know, it's not like he no. was trying to make a statement or, I mean, it just. They was, rarely do. He's got some bad wires. Well, I mean, some people go to a workplace because they're mad at people, sure. or they, they wrong. or the shooting in Buffalo wasn't that, uh, that was, a, a white a white person a who black, wanted to kill a grocery store patronized by black yeah. people. So, so he was yes. definitely he had something going on. This guy just sounds like but his nobody's wires specific as long as they were black, right? I mean that would, yeah. that was yeah. He wasn't looking for for Jim or no. Dave or no he wanted to no, go he take specifically out specifically search the blackest exactly. zip code in his area so the, yeah to me to answer your question mark that that's what i would say is similar to these students they want the same kind of changes we got nationally after 911 do you think they should have locks on on the union up there uh very, i'm trying to think about it u of m um you know very i don't think you can get in buildings without your your id card and really? swipe right on a lot of those buildings yeah well still really I think I yeah I'm pretty sure. I mean I I admit I haven't been back in a while, but last time I went back probably five years ago. That's true for high schools too now, right? Isn't it for the most part? Well, yeah, you have to report to the office if you go to you, high school. You can't get in anywhere. You're not you supposed go. to be able to, but a yeah. kid will always hold the door for you. I mean, yeah, right. I, right. I I don't think the campus should be locked down. I like the fact that the I campus is too. open. I I I always liked that that. Um, on a Sunday, if my girlfriend was in town, we could go to Berkey Hall and just hang out and study and just walk through the buildings because they're beautiful places. Well, I'm you know? talking like like I was starting to say five years ago. I, I Julie and I went and showed my daughter, and granted, she didn't care because she's a little kid and who cares. But it's like, yeah, this is Angel Hall, right? And here's the here's the fishbowl. Here's the union because you could just because right. it's a public institution, you could just walk in and out. Yeah, when I was a I little kid we, we going need, to Ann Arbor, we need more public spaces in America, not less. Yeah. No, com and, and completely. There's a, there's a danger with doing that, but I think I think the but reward the, outweighs the risk. That's the effect of the mass shootings. It's one of the sure, effects is that they've it. changed. They've started to change how we think about public spaces. Even though, to Robin's point, to bring it back to her letter, the math says it probably shouldn't. But this isn't about math, right? This is about a psychological unsettling. Well, and, uh, well, humans are very emotional, and you can look and go, yeah, this the likelihood of there being another mass shooter at Michigan State. I, I don't know how many mass shooters have ever done yeah, it in the same spot. Once on once every 175 years. But if some of those students at Michigan State came from Oxford, came sure. from Calabasas, I, California, came from Sandy Hook. So to those kids are like, you know, well, how many times is it going to come to Sandy Hook? The, the issue isn't necessarily that Plus, it's going to come to just, Michigan State, but it's going to so many places that you may go to a place where it's happening for the first time, but it's happening to so many places that we're going to run out of places where it can happen for the first time because it's going to happen everywhere. That's, I don't want to just look. It, it, okay. I don't want to just accept it. Like oh, it happens and move on. No, like, no, I'd for like sure. To find a solution, but and at it, the same time, I just I don't like reactionary solutions of locking everything down but i also don't like reactionary in reverse like a retroactive revision is sort of well only three people died well in the moment no nobody had any idea. it sure well, felt like it could well, be a lot worse because it has been so much worse than so many other places and you got kids shoving couches and against front doors and hitting the deck and expect them not to be a little bit have a little ptsd from that uh, my son had nightmares Absolutely. for uh, almost a week, and a lot of his friends did. I mean, uh, I, he didn't want to go back at all. A lot of them didn't, but they're back now. They just needed a little let, time. They didn't need it. Nothing let's wrong be with clear. University to close. Yeah. Let's be clear about why people died. 
it wasn't because there weren't locks on doors. It's because someone who shouldn't have had a gun had a gun. It uh, wasn't it wasn't the lock that killed people or the lack of a lock. It was a gun in the wrong hands. Now, somebody's going to call me out, and fair enough, that he did legally possess the gun. And that is my problem, because the law should be changed that somebody like that cannot legally possess a gun. Well, and if somebody like that oh, yeah. gets a gun illegally and we can find out how they got it, the person who provided that gun should also be prosecuted to the full extent of the law. Or if they're a, a broker or a pawn shop or a seller, they should not be allowed to sell weapons. It's really anymore. fascinating, though, as to what's going on up there because you see the the press conference with the Lansing uh, chief of police who says uh, we were called for a wellness check, but not on that guy to the house. And then you have neighbors saying the police were here when he was shooting out of that house, and this is a guy who was he was on probation, right? I think he'd served his probation. Okay. He, well, you still, still can't be firing a gun in your neighborhood. Well, yes, you you can't. And, and if do that, that and if that's true, and maybe they just didn't bother bringing him in because the prosecutor wouldn't charge him or just let him go. Um, but whatever. There's a there's a failure there. There's always a failure somewhere. Now, would that have stopped them from doing it? Yeah, sure seems like it. And we, but we don't accept that as a society that there's always going to be a failure, right? I mean, we actually we do. We don't accept that there's always going to be a failure. We want to hold up to the law. On the other hand, we do accept the fact that because we have guns in the way that we do and have for the last 60 years. This is going to happen. Yeah. It doesn't happen anywhere else. Everybody else has poverty and mental health. I think we've just accepted it at this point. We have. I mean, mean, it's not a, everybody says it all the time after Sandy. But you have to take responsibility. I mean, but you have to own the fact that, and I know this is going to sound really harsh. If you say, I want my right to have a handgun with all these clips or an AR-15, you wanting that sure. means that you are at least in part, and I know this sounds unfair, but in a, uh, you are in part uh, responsible, not for a direct killing, but by wanting that as a society, you're saying, I will accept a certain amount of shootings yeah. because we have to have these guns here. That's It's really not that complicated. You're right. It isn't. It's in the Constitution, too, so it's not a privilege. It's a right. And so... Unless we change that, and the Constitution is an amenable, I mean, right? It's there to be changed. It hadn't been in a long time, but not the easiest Constitution. It's to also change. no, well, it's not, but it's also there to be interpreted. It, but but we rights, have a body that does that and interprets I, I, I it. Rights can have restrictions. The same people who don't want any restrictions on the Second Amendment are the same people who say that you have to show an ID before you can vote. Voting is a right. And if you're going to make me show an ID before I vote, you're putting a condition on my right. Now, that may be a very reasonable condition. I think it's fair to say that if you're going to vote, we should have some expectation that you are who you say you are in the same way that very reasonable restriction can be put on a right. I think we can put some very reasonable restrictions well, we do it on the, first on the Amendment Second too, Amendment so. right. Yes, and the First Amendment, which of course is the most important amendment, you can't scream fire in a crowded theater, which is can't a perjure, well but there's nothing, story. You can't commit perjury. Right, Look, you can't just say whatever you want, and you can you can be prosecuted now for hate speech. So that's... Uh, of, course you can, of course you can abridge it a little bit. There's nothing in the Second Amendment that says, it, it just says you have, you have this right, right? But if you commit a crime, and like this guy apparently got in a scuffle, not in a scuffle, I can't remember what the exact was. He was. Uh, was very, the, you're talking about the, the, the shooter. He's lancing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was he, very uh, Mozzie and Smithy in a way. I mean, he, I guess he could have technically had his gun taken away, but there's nothing. So we accept that as a society, okay, if you do this with your gun, you're going to get taken it away. Well, the Constitution doesn't say anything about that. The Constitution doesn't say whether it's a tank or a. Sure. A, a, a muzzle. I mean, excuse me. A, you know, 
a shotgun or whatever, right? A single shot rifle. It says nothing about any of that. But we as a society say, well, you can't have a tank. I think we're just used to it now, the shootings. But, but we accept it. it. Sucks. Yeah. We do. We just now, accept it. We're last there. week, I have 20 students in my class, and last Friday, nine of them showed up. And some of them told me they didn't feel comfortable coming to, class, coming to campus, coming to class. And I'll see how many show up this Friday. But this has had uh, a overlast, uh, a, 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 there's been a, a hangover. And I think I it may that. be a while. Before I, everybody's different. I get that, but I'd rather have the option to return. Oh no! And I encourage everybody to come to class. And and for the first hour of the class or so, talk we, about it. We talked about yeah. how the media performed and what their experience was like, what their experience was like as as a student, but also what their experience was like and I re- dealing with the media, which descended uh, in droves. This is going to make me sound like an old man, but I really wish people would talk about it in person to other people as opposed to just spouting off what they feel online and thinking that that's adequate. I'm with right? you, man. I'm with I, you. I, it, I don't know. I just it, I just don't get that. I'm with you. You need to be exposed to other people. And we can find common ground on some of this at some point. All of it. Well, yeah. I really believe but it. But only if you want to. But I, I will say... I got I, really deep there. And I didn't check in my classroom yeah. that I do think there should be <laughs> locks on the doors so you can lock them from the inside. Sure. But having said that, I also know if I'm in sure. the middle of my lecture and somebody starts knocking on the door, I... I expect one of my students to go and unlock the door. Or yeah. I expect somebody to say, I've got somebody out here. I'm going to kill them unless you unlock the door. We're going to unlock the door. Individual so classrooms, locks absolutely. are not the solution. Yeah. I mean, it, it'd be good to have as a safety measure, but the problem is guns in the wrong hands. That's what killed those kids. It was guns. It wasn't locks or lack of locks or buildings being opened or closed because for 175 years, Michigan state's buildings have been opened. And this is the first time that someone was killed by uh, someone who isn't right in the head coming onto campus and just opening fire in a classroom. So it ain't the locks folks. It's the guns. Well, it's the bullets, but yeah. If you want to get technical. I guess it's the it's the it's the slug at the end of the cartridge that has some gunpowder grains behind it. <laughs> the slug that I, always I reminds me. We're trying of the, to be concise. Yeah, we are. The slug that reminds me of the Calvin and Hobbes line about how I got six slugs in me and one of them's lead and five of them are whiskey. That's really cool. Calvin, isn't it a kid's a really cartoon? Really deep Calvin yeah. and Hobbes reference. <laughs> Boy, and how about Dilbert? Okay, that's a whole nother show. Yeah, that's a different show. Uh, what a dumb shit. What a dumb He shit. clearly didn't care, right? He had to have known. He's not an idiot, right? He's, he's kind of doubled down on I, it. My favorite part is that he believes there's people out there that are, that are going to go, white people that are going to go, the guy that draws Dilbert tells me to stay away from black people, so I'm going to stay away from him. And who's got his back? Fucking talking about Elon it. Musk. You know, that's the that's oh, the dynamic yeah, duo of all time. That's times. another show. By the way, Dilbert, has anybody read that for like people 40 love years? it. Sure, why not? Kind of like, I can separate the art from the artist. I kind of like dog Bert. Who's the Who's the guy with the red beard online? Uh, that, that that sums it down. Hagar the horrible. That's uh, <laughs> talks. Yeah, Hag, that's a good one. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, Brett, 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 somebody that he, he does these videos where he he acts like he's outraged from a right wing perspective, but he's kind of gently oh, like a Colbert, gently report. mocking the, oh. the actually gently mocking the right. Yeah, he, he he had a line about the Dilbert. Like, yeah, why are the, I can't believe they're canceling Dilbert. I mean, you read the strip and you go, huh? Well, I, I would have thought that once we went to remote workplaces, this whole uh, workplace comedy thing would have ground to a halt. You know, cubicle comedy uh, seemed pretty pretty tatty and old by uh, 
by 2020. God, remember when we were young and you'd go to, you'd go get your, your coffee and read Doonesbury and on campus and all that? Yeah. I used to read The Yellow Kid and Gasoline Alley. All right, the big okay. guy upstairs wants us out. That's right. So, and, okay, and uh, Mark, Mark does not feel work well. to do. Yeah, exactly. Car- Carlos and Sean <laughs> podcast, check it out. Uh, they are Red they Wings. Are, Helena St. James, the great free press beat writer. Oh, sounds like a great one. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're breaking in a new producer. Andrew Hammond has left the free press. We'll be leaving the free press. Great guy, uh, great journalist. Fabulous. We're, we're going to miss him. But oh, uh, sounds like a great one. But you can support our journalism at freep.com. Please buy a subscription. It's 33 cents a month right now. That's You can't beat that. That's cheaper than a cup of coffee. Actually, I, th- I think two gallons of gas is cheaper than a cup of coffee right now. But uh, but we appreciate you tuning in. Next week, we have a very special guest. We are going to have an attorney who back in 1967 during the Algiers Motel massacre, he's, his job as a very young attorney was to protect the prostitutes who were key witnesses in that case. Now, I could tell you more about it, but that feels like a pretty good tease. So if you're going to hear from the guy who protected prostitutes during a murder to help bring to justice some lawmen who broke the law, tune in next week to ML's Soul of Detroit. Oh, sounds like a great one. (laughs) You can also subscribe to YouTube channel Soul of Detroit. You can click the bell for alerts so you'll always know when we go live because we're never sure ourselves. Please support the show with your donations, with your ratings. We're up to 600 ratings, so thank you very much. We got some ratings in the last week. We appreciate that. And share the show. And until next week, we ask Cyrus to take us Can you dig that? Can you dig it? Can you dig it? In world affairs, issues you've always thought of as being political problems with economic aspects viewed from another point, become economic problems with political aspects. This is the reason it's so very important these days to listen to news analysts who know all angles of world affairs. M.L. Elric, soul of Detroit. Distinguished commentator who is heard tonight is such a person. Listen to M.L. Elric a little later this evening when he will bring you his commentary on the news and the program Soul of Detroit over your podcast app. (laughs) 